0: everyone, you're listening to Ed Young Radio, Ed Pastors Fellowship Church, and we want to thank you for listening with us. These next few minutes together can change your life, and you can always hear more by visiting edyoung.com. Enjoy the message. Sam, I am. What a great character. In Dr. Seuss's book, Green Eggs and Ham, he was the chief protagonist. He tried to get a Guy named Joey to eat green eggs and ham. Have you ever, you ever read the book? Yeah, green eggs and ham. Sam, I am. I, I thought about that because there's a guy in the Bible named Samuel, and I thought about calling him Sam. I am because Sam I am in the Bible was the chief protagonist during a very difficult time, and I thought, you know what? I'd like to do a series on Samuel because he was one of the most influential characters in all of scripture. This guy was a change agent. The land during the day, the whole culture was anarchy. It was, it was just off the reservation. Sort of like our culture today with mass shootings and mayhem and malcontent and and, and what's right is wrong and what's wrong is right. People ask me all the time, Ed, is our world going crazy or what? Ed, what's happened to us? Ed, I've never seen anything like this. Well, read the Bible. In this study, Sam I am, I'm going to talk about a number of names, and and today's today's uh, breakdown reads like a reality show on steroids. I'm just going to warn you: you've got a bunch of chicanery and, and comedy, and also some some tragedy. And let's let's look at this verse together. First Samuel chapter one, verses three through six. Year after year, this man, this man. Who who is this man? well, I'm going to answer that question, went up from his town to worship and sacrifice to the Lord Almighty at a place called Shiloh. Shiloh was the religious city established in the promised land when God's people almost took over the whole thing. Because they didn't take over the whole thing, because they didn't drive everyone out, they began to adopt some of the behavior of the neighboring nations and peoples, thus we have what is right is wrong and what is wrong is right in today's culture and also in this culture year after year this man who's this man Elkanah don't you love that name Elkanah i just call him the elk and this is how i study you know my bible so hopefully it'll it'll help you the elk so the elk had two wives Hannah We'll just call her H. And Panana. You you can't make these names up. (laughs) So elk had some issues right there. Panana, I mean, all elk had to do was wink at her and she'd get pregnant. (laughs) Hannah was barren. She was going through infertility. Infertility is something that a lot of couples deal with today. It's sort of like marrying hope and depression. It's important to be very sensitive to people who are married. You never say, hey, when are you gonna make me a grandfather? Hey, when are you guys gonna have kids? Oh, you're having a tough time getting pregnant? Just take a cruise, whatever. (laughs) Those things are insensitive and they hurt and they they, they shouldn't be said. Well, Panana was jealous of Hannah because Hannah was Elkanah's favorite. I told you this is a reality show. So they're they're going up as one big happy family to Shiloh. They're going to church to worship. Hmm, okay, let's see what happens there. Hophni and Phinehas at Shiloh, some more names. Wait a minute, you're confusing me, just stay with me. Hophni and Phinehas, two sons of Eli were priests there. Hothna and Phineas were the worst preacher's kids in the history of the world. <laughs> Eli, poor thing, he was just asleep, asleep at the wheel. He didn't realize he was asleep, he was asleep. Asleep as a spiritual leader, asleep to the things of God. His two sons, oh my goodness gracious. Number one, they were abusing God's sacrificial system. And number two, they were having sexual relations with the women who volunteered at the tabernacle. That's not good. So that's the spiritual leadership during this day. I told you it was crazy. I want you to notice something though. Hannah, you remember the H girl? Hannah was a powerful parent, powerful. Because the Lord had closed Hannah's womb, her rival, yeah, there's bullying in the Bible, kept provoking her in order to irritate her. So they're at church, and Panana is like, bullying Hannah because Hannah can't have kids. How do you handle haters in your life? How do you handle when someone is fertile and you're not? Maybe they're fertile in the business world. How does this guy do it? Everything he touches turns to gold. He has another practice or another business or another this or another that. How does he do it? He's a jerk. I don't like him. And then he kind of puts it in your face. Or maybe it's someone else. Maybe it's a, a lady or, or someone at school and they, they seem to get all of the accolades and all of the honors and they're, they're fertile in so many areas and they like jam you. They, they bully you. Maybe they go on social media and say negative things about you. How do you handle people like that? I want to get them back. I mean, I have a tough time with that. I mean, I'm a, a competitive God. I'm not going to let them just say that. That's my natural reaction. Do you know what Hannah did? The Bible says, yes, she wept. The Bible says, yes, she was crushed. But it says she gave it to God. She let God take care of her haters. How we handle haters determines our destiny. How we handle the critics in our life really reveals to us what God will do and what God wants to do in our existence. Her rival kept provoking her. Okay, but God's going to answer Hannah's prayer. God is going to give her a bouncing baby boy named Sam... I am. The name Samuel means heard of God or heard from the Lord. So I prayed for this child and and you can read her, her prayer when you have time. It was a prayer of submission. She said, God, it's your will. Also a prayer of sacrifice. She said, God, if you give me a baby, check this out, I'll give him back to you. Now, now she meant she would take the baby after the baby had been weaned three, four, five years of age give him to Eli man that, that's going to take a lot of faith to allow him to mentor Samuel. So she made this kind of vow before God. God you give me a baby I'll give him to you. A powerful parent. And then she prayed a, a powerful prayer. I prayed for this child, and the Lord has granted me what I ask of him, so now I give him to the Lord. Two things you need to understand when you read First and Second Samuel. Two basic premises. Number one, when you're faithful, F A I. T H F U L, right? Right? I'm a terrible speller. When you're faithful, what happens? God blesses. When I'm obedient to God, God blesses. What does it mean to be blessed? To be on the receiving end of the tangible and intangible favor of God. Do you know how God blessed Hannah? She was barren couldn't have a baby. And we're going to find out she gave Samuel after he'd been weaned to Eli. She had five more kids. God will bless your life. And I want to live in the blessed place. Now, I I don't play games with God. I don't say, okay, God, I'm going to follow you just because of blessings. No, no, no. I follow God because he's God. But a result of that will be the blessings of God. And the blessings are not always what necessarily I want or what I would say or have for my life, but they're even on another level because it's what God has for me. So I love I love Hannah. She's on a whole mother level, isn't she? Because she's a powerful parent. She's praying a, a powerful prayer. So If I'm faithful, first and second Samuel tell me, I'm going to be blessed. If I am disobedient, I will be judged. I'm faithful, I'm going to be blessed. Disobedient, I'm going to be judged. First and second Samuel. Are we tracking? Okay, the plot clots, as I like to say. Powerful parent, praying a powerful prayer. I give him to the Lord. And basically, this is how to become a great parent. For his whole life, Who will be given over to the Lord. And he worshiped the Lord there. So notice, powerful parent, praying a powerful prayer, and she set forth powerful prayer. Patterns early on. God's a God of the pattern. He's not chaotic. He's the God of the pattern. The God of an order. That's why kids need order. Kids need discipline. Kids need a pattern. And I can look, quite frankly, at a person's church attendance, the pattern of attendance, and I can I can predict with amazing accuracy their pattern of blessings. It just goes together. So his whole life he's going to be given over to the Lord, and he worshiped the Lord there. I mean, he's a worshiper already. But, uh-oh, notice the contrast. And see, in, in this book of First Samuel, specifically chapters 1, 2, and 3, it's a chapter and chapters of contrast. you got infertility, fertility. You've got Clarity, she's praying, you got confusion. Hannah is praying. You know what Eli thinks? She's drunk. (laughs) Come on, Eli. He had no discernment. Discernment. Discernment is the ability to judge that comes from God. Do you have discernment? Discernment comes from God, true discernment. Have you ever wondered why smart people make such dumb decisions? They have no discernment. They're not hearing from God. And I truly believe if Jesus is not Lord of your life, there's no way you're going to make the right decisions. Parent as a person, as a single parent, as a kid. So look at the contrast. You've got purity, Samuel, versus impurity, Hophni and Phinehas. So the sin of the young men. That's Hophni and Phineas was very great in the Lord's sight, for they were treating the Lord's offering, uh oh, with contempt. This literally means. Let me draw a foot here to kick. Just who cares? So here people are bringing this offering, and Hophni and Phineas are treating it with contempt. And, and the Bible says they were actually eating the offering. So on one hand, we've got Hannah. What did Hannah do? She gave her first, firstborn, Samuel to the Lord. What did God do? He blessed the rest, blessed her with five kids. Throughout scripture we see that. We give the first to the Lord, he blesses the rest. I give the first part of my day to the Lord. He blesses the rest. I said the pattern of church attendance. Sunday is the first day of the week. He blesses the rest. I give the first portion of my income to his house. He blesses the rest. So one day I was working out at this gym and this guy walked up, a student in our church. He goes, Ed, I want to ask you a question. This is going to be personal. I said, go ahead, man. I have no secrets. He said, does the church make you tithe?" Do they make me tithe? I said, no, they don't make me tithe. Huh, I thought they did. No, they don't. I said, they don't make me tithe. I just tithe because I love God. I want to be obedient to him. And secondly, I mean, God has promised he's going to bless me. On the other hand, the Bible says, if we don't tithe, this is what God says, if we eat the tithe, we'll be under a curse. We're not gonna be blessed. So, let me think. Blessing or cursing? See which one I want. Uh. Blessing! Yeah, we can show contempt not just with the tithe, we can show contempt by the way we treat Jesus, by the way we treat others, by the way we treat the gifts he's bestowed upon us. A powerful parent, Hannah, in the midst of craziness, praying a powerful prayer, and establishing a powerful pattern because obviously Samuel picked up what she was throwing down. Samuel was ministering before the Lord. A boy, I love this, wearing a linen ephod. Sounds like something Kanye would wear. (laughs) An ephod was made of 100% linen and it, it it was representative of the righteousness and the holiness of God, purity. So if you were a priest, man, you are the linen ephod. Yeah. Purity. Samuel lived a pure life. You know he was tempted. Rooming next to Hophni and Phinehas. All of their immorality, all of their impurity. Purity. The more pure you are and I am, the more God's going to use us. It's as simple as that, in your language, in my language, in your thought process, in my thought process. The way we handle sex, the way you handle it, the way I handle it, purity, purity. Lisa and I have been married for 37 years. We both have been faithful to one another sexually. We don't watch porn. I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't flirt with some other person. She wouldn't either. Man, it got quiet. (laughs) Because of the relationship. I mean, if I did that, if she did that, the connectivity, you know, is just not going to be there. As a believer, even on another, another plane, I should desire purity because of that relationship. I don't want to do anything to hurt the heart of God or to, to, to damage the commitment and the covenant before him. Purity, we don't talk about that very much these days. Are you pure before God? It's not legalistic, it's just a relationship situation. Yet, Samuel was pure in the midst of a lot of impurity. I love this little thing, don't you, this technology? Now, Eli, he was very old. This is just really funny. It's so funny, you you, you know, I want to laugh. If I didn't laugh, I'd cry, but... Heard, 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 let me draw a big old ear, heard, ears are hard to draw, heard about everything his sons were doing to all of Israel. And that's something about sin. You know, when, when okay, when your kids sin, if you know they're sinning and you don't call them out, it's like you're participating in that sin. That's heavy, parents. And why don't we have kids anyway? Oh, well, they're a result of making love. I know that. Why do we have kids? Well, I want to chip off the old block. Why don't we have kids? I want a mini-me. Why don't we have kids? Uh, I don't know, someone to carry on my legacy. Uh, we have kids, so we can reproduce the character of Christ, so they can glorify God, and they, in turn, can have kids, and they can glorify God. Eli wasn't an example. He wasn't an example. A bad one, <laughs> but he was an example. So you're either a building block, mom, dad, or a stumbling block. And this dude, Eli, was a stumbling block, a blockhead. <laughs> this sin had the ripple effect. It wasn't just between Hothnan, Phineas, and Eli and God, it was between. What does it say? All Israel. God doesn't play around with it. He said to them, I mean, why do you do such things? I hear from all the people about these wicked deeds of yours. Maybe I did paint your, your nursery the wrong color. Maybe I didn't take you to Chuck E. Cheese enough. I don't know. I mean, Eli... Come on, my man. So here's what happens. Because Eli didn't discipline them, God did the discipline for him. And you know what God did? He took them out. He wiped them out. You might be going, well, wow. God wiped people out because of their rebellion? Because they abused the sacrificial system and and we're having sexual relations with the people that worked at the temple yeah well that's that's the old testament i mean you know the new testament that new covenant is about grace and well do you remember when jesus told the story of the vine and the branches he said if a vine doesn't produce fruit sometimes the branches cut and thrown into the fire I'm just telling you what the Bible says. So I hear from all these people about these wicked deeds of yours. His sons, however, did not listen. Here again, a big, they did not listen to their father's rebuke for it was the Lord's will to put them to death. And the boy Samuel, again, look at the contrast, continued to grow in stature and in favor with the Lord and with the people. And I want you to notice too, you've got a powerful prayer. You've got a parent who's also powerful. You've got this pattern. And also you've got this amazing purpose that Samuel discovered. A powerful parent. I'll say it again. <laughs> praying a powerful prayer. Setting up a powerful pattern. And giving us a powerful purpose. Yet, sadly, many of us are permissive parents. Permissive parents, praying permissive prayers, setting up permissive patterns, and giving our kids permissive purposes. Girls don't know what it means to be ladies. Boys don't know what it means to be men. We've emasculated males and fragmented females. Gender confusion. Are you kidding me? What's right is wrong and what's wrong is right. God's word is truth. God's word is light. God's word is leavened. And God wants you and me to discover it, to stand, and to live it out. God has a great purpose for your life. Mom, dad, student, child, family, single adult. God has a difference-making, influential plan for your life. You can be Sam I Am. Well, Why was he able to do this? I mean, let's just go back. Why was Samuel able to do all this stuff? He wasn't perfect. We're going to find that out. But why was he able to be such an influencer? Well, the title of the series tells us. Sam, I am. Because Samuel knew the great I am. That's why he made such a difference. Do you know the Lord? Do you know the great? I am.